Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we're about to preview the India v England second test at Vizag, the big one. England 1-0 up, can India bounce back? They're all big on this series, in this series. I'm Jack Hope, I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing Ross? Yeah, I'm good thanks mate, I'm good thanks mate. Um, nice to see my reverse psychology of switching to being an India fan worked beautifully for the first test match and uh, I'm feeling pretty smug about it. Uh, I was going to say that, I, you know, you know what, Ross, I'd, I'd actually gone to the bother of clipping that up um, and, I, and I'm going to play that to you a little bit later in the episode. But um, <laughs> yeah, if anyone, if anyone's in any doubt about why India lost, it's basically because you switched allegiances and brought your curse, the Spurs curse with them. The Spurs with curse. You, yeah. Follows me around like a bad cloud and I tricked it for once. <laughs> Uh, this is what we're going to be doing on this show. We're going to get a little bit of reaction from Ross on the first test. He missed the big four, day four wrap with Max and Dan. Uh, then we're going to be looking forward to the second test. We've got some team news. Jack Leach just ruled out. How are England going to shape up? And obviously some pretty big injuries for India for us to discuss as well. And um, we might have time to revisit some predictions made by one of the podcast crew who isn't available for the podcast today um ross let's kick things off in fact in fact ross before we kick things off i'm just going to remind mm. people uh, to vote cricket podcast and you can do that by going to the show notes uh, this is the sports podcast awards we're up for best cricket podcast and obviously we want all of the votes that we can get it's a, it's a democratic vote um it should be based on style control damage and aggression i believe as mm. As all things should be, but um, yeah, in this case, no, they've gone with democracy, and we and we need your help to win that vote. So go to the link, do the business, and help us out. And we're also around on socials at the Cricket Pod if you want to support us that way. Ross, um, first test. I'm not going to do a summary or anything like that, but I do want to get a little bit of reaction from you. Uh, did you enjoy England winning? And did, have you enjoyed the general fallout over the last couple of days? 
Yeah, Baz Bollocks is um, a brilliant way of putting it, really, isn't it? Like they've uh, they've done it again, um, and the Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum train just rolls on to the next location. Um, they played absolutely fantastically. Um, where did that Ollie Pope innings come from? The guy looked like he couldn't play spin to save his life, and then comes and plays an innings of his life, um, and you saw. Um, Hartley go from Shartley, which was being mooted as his new um, nickname, um, to yeah, taking seven for and the best figures um, on England debut for a long, long time. Um, it was yeah, monumental achievement. Um, and you have to wonder around: did India get just a bit complacent on um, that final, or, or was it England kind of outplaying them? Um, it felt a little bit like India were a bit too one-dimensional in that space and when they had such well let's be fair such a commanding lead um from the first innings it was yeah i don't know what how, what, what what was the figures what, what was winviz saying like five percent two percent something like that um uh well i don't i don't trust here. winviz but i did i did actually have a look at the betting market um before england took the lead so i think this was at the fall of the ben stokes wicket Mm. And England for 1.02, which is about yeah. 2%, <laughs> 2.5%. Uh, so, and look, they might have been a longer shot than that. Um, at, th- at that point, you know, there was there was a chance that Ollie Pope could go on and, and do what he did. Um, when they were 190 behind, even at that at that point, you'd have thought, even if someone does get 190, the rest of the team still got to get another 250 <laughs> between them for this to be realistic. Um so yeah, mad, mad, mad. Uh, carry yeah. on though. Yeah, and I think the fact that the you know supporting cast, right? The Rian Ahmed, the Tom Hartley with a bat shouldn't be overlooked. Ben Folks again with another very important kind of century partnership. Um, and you look at kind of how England seemingly kind of get there. It's I don't know every man like they're almost in the trenches together, aren't they? There's a lot of camaraderie in this team and. Yeah, what I was, what I'm extremely surprised of is that when it comes to the duck race, which last time England were in India, um, were miles ahead, right? I think they had like twenty odd ducks or something they were covering with. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's one one at the moment. So, um, if, so Ooh. Mark Mark Wood um, has got the one for England, and Shubman Gill um, has got the one for India, and that's the that's the that's the sign of how close games actually are. The the, the duck counter um yeah. and yeah I'm, yeah as a as an england um supporter um on this occasion um until t- until the next test kicks off because uh, i'm going to repeat that trick if i can um yeah they played yeah very very well to get to that position and yeah, india will not take this lying down is my view ahead of this um next test match do you know what i've quite enjoyed the the sheer rage that this has inspired from from some people um not really like uh directed at anybody in particular more directed at the the actual metaphysical concept of baseball um people are really angry that england are a playing entertaining cricket but b acknowledging that they're trying to play entertaining cricket and i'm i'm there for it i'm really enjoying the fact that people are, are angry that playing entertaining cricket has worked it's it seems like such a uh, kind of paranoid state to get into that that you'd actually be raging at england admitting that they're trying to be entertaining whilst pulling off being entertaining that uh I, I, in a sense i'm i'm more into that than the actual entertaining cricket itself yeah i, I completely there with you if i'm perfectly honest and if you look at 
kind of the where the aggression is coming from and kind of oh yeah basball a load of shit um cry more all that kind of stuff we get on twitter every single time there is a bit around um where people have watched cricket for the last kind of 40 years 30 years kind of you know, look at the demographic who kind of gets um, angry about this kind of thing um but that is what they've always seen cricket as the game of and then you've got um, some innovators. That's what's called. We've got disruptors that have come into into the cricket market and kind of gone. You know what? In Test cricket, we can do things a little bit differently. Um, and some of this time, it's not going to work. Right? This was a this was a freak result, and it was a completely freak performance. But it happened, and they've had a couple of those in the last what two years since it kind of happened. And I think sometimes a bit of disruption is a good thing. Um, you also saw um, kind of India trying to do a little bit of what was happening, right? Jaiswell in the first innings, like mm. you're putting the pressure back on and being aggressive, right? I think there is a little bit of teams going, oh shit, like we need to kind of get with the program here. Um, the fact that um, Duckett and Crawley, like who would have seen that as being an absolutely brilliant partnership of kind Big of fast the Jermaine, yeah, the Jermaine Defoe, Peter Crouch, Peter Crouch yeah. Yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, Sven, yeah, the Sven Goran Eriksson technique of England's opening um, is, yeah, is, is fantastic. And you look at how that just kind of sets things up. Like, England, like the fact that we are not all out for 130 is because we're starting so quickly, even against yeah the likes of Mohamed Siraj, Jasprit Bumrah, who are both brilliant bowlers. Um, and we're not allowing ourselves, I'm going to speak like an England fan, I'm so sorry, um, but England are not allowing them, themselves to yeah get bogged down. They're trying to take on Ashwin, like Hartley hitting Ashwin, Ashwin for a six, like in his debut test match, like fantastic. Um and even then, Ben Stokes throws the ball to Rian Ahmed um, when there's not many le- runs left, right? I think there was like 40 runs left. And he's gone, do you know what, Rian? Have a go. See what happens. And the, the there is that entertaining factor to it. And the rolling of the dice, they're kind of mixing Yahtzee <laughs> and cricket together. And it's just like, it's proving entertaining. It's been pretty good. I mean, like this, is, this isn't a comprehensive list, but in the 19 basketball tests... Um, there've been 18 positive results, which is you know pretty good if you like winners and and losers. Uh, England have hit 24 tons and had quite a few tons hit against them. Didn't get the exact number, but 24 in 19 matches is pretty good if if that's your tactic. Um, they played probably the most entertaining Ashes series for at least a decade, at least back to 2005, maybe longer. Maybe the most entertaining ever in terms of like raw results. They've lost a match by one run. Um, I think that's the I think there's been one other match lost by one run. So that, that, that was quite entertaining. Uh, the series of unbelievable victories in, in Pakistan. And then obviously this, you know, historic reversal on India. Uh, it's, it's quite an unprecedented set of results they put together. And I know if you don't support England, it probably grates uh, <laughs> that this has happened and that people talk about it and say, wow, this is incredible, but this is nuts. This is, this is incredible. This is two years. We're coming up on two years. Of, of, you know, in quotes, basball, and it has largely lived up to the billing. I, I would say. I mean, especially if you juxtapose it against the grind ball series v the West Indies that that immediately preceded it. It's uh, it, it's astonishing. Um, another thing you, that came out of it. it was, go on, Ross. No, go on, finish off. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to say when it comes to not getting carried away, like it's only been one test match, right? I think when I was last on the podcast, it was to the end of day one. And we kind of said, look, the England are well up against it, but they're not completely out of this. Like stranger things have happened. And little did we know this is kind of where we ended up. But I think India are a force to be reckoned with that, um, 
there is a big chance that England still get um, going to lose 3-1, 4-1 based upon what India do next. But this proves that they can be got at. And this also proves that we might not be able to go completely toe-to-toe with all of their spin bowlers, but we can put up a pretty good pretty good fight. And I think that that is going to give them an awful lot of confidence. Um, and it also might play into the pitch psyche discussion, which is, is some of my favourite bits when we're yeah. going to India. Um, because everyone's just like, oh, they can't put out spinning turners now because they're gonna, they're they're going to get out. And but it does add a whole new element to the politics of it. And I just think it's yeah, it's brilliant entertainment on and off the field. Uh, another thing that sort of came out of the first test um, was a kind of revisionist history of Ollie Pope's 196. Uh, Max and I talked about it a little bit. I think it was the the, the most false shots played in a century ever. So he ended up playing 75 false shots across. What does that mean? The 196. So like where he didn't hit the ball where he meant to, or he missed it when he was trying to hit it. That's basically what a false shot is. But here's what you need to know with a false shot. About one in 10 times you play one, you get out. So some people have been saying, Ollie Pope got extraordinarily lucky here. And I think Max and I, and Dan, Acknowledge that, and and you know, if you're going to turn around a 190 run defeat, you're going to need a slice of luck, and this is where England got their their pretty healthy slice of luck. Hmm. But um, bigger picture, that that metric doesn't work that well for for England um, at the moment. Like, if you look at old Test cricket, if you were the team that played least in control, so you were fucking up more often when you tried to play a, a shot. You lost about 70% of matches. There's a little bit mm-hmm. of luck in there. So you still you still won 30% of the time. But if you were the the, the less lesser of the controlled batting lineups, you lost 70% of the time. England, no, it doesn't work like that. It's the other way around. Um, the <laughs> the more out of control they get, well, that, that's, that's probably an exaggeration, but being out <laughs> of control doesn't really seem to make any difference to their results. And I think... Um, to come back on that revisionist point of view, I think the way Ollie Pope went about his innings, and I'd be interested to hear whether you agree with this, um, gave himself the best chance of getting the slice of luck that he needed. And that is, in a sense, the the ethos of baseball. Yeah, I think being being proactive and you know, having your own game plan for it. Um, and he actually saw, it wasn't just Ollie Pope, I thought, actually. like In, in some instances, there were some bloody brilliant deliveries um, that the different batsmen got. And at least people were going out batting to their game plan, batting in a, what's the word? Kind of in an environment that is kind of suiting them. Again, if they fail, doing what they think is the best thing to do, then they're going to be supported on that. It was kind of what um, Owen Morgan's mantra was when the kind of white ball revolution of the team of saying, like, I don't want you getting out playing a forward defensive. I want you getting out and being caught on the boundary. And if you're mowing alley and you're trying to take down a spinner and you get, you've hit two sixes, three sixes in a row and you go for another one down the ground and get caught, like, do you know what? At the end of the day, like, you're doing something that you thought was going to pay off. And I think, like, you uh, having some of that psyche into this test team um, has breathed fresh life into some of these players' careers. Like Ollie Pope, genuinely, like he couldn't play cricket against Nathan Lyon. Like it just looked like he'd never done it. He's been got out to Ashwin plenty of times as well. Here, he gave himself every opportunity to get himself into the right positions. Yeah, take a risk, but that's what batting is, especially on those kind of pitches. Um, if you just try and play defensive shots all, t- all the time against Akshar Patel, and he rolls one through that doesn't bounce at the one against folks then what are you going to do here the little scoop over his head like that wasn't a 
premeditated, I'm going to scoop this as fine as I possibly can do. He adjusted himself, was there completely in the game. And it was yeah, pretty spectacular, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, it did work really well. Ross, I said that we had some predictions to revisit. Can I play you mm. a little clip of um, our own Max Rowe-Brown? If, yeah. if, if you don't mind. Right, hold on one second. Max, who's going to be the top run scorer Here we go. in the upcoming series and why? Right, well, let's we take the low-hanging fruit. I'm going to go for Virat Kohli. So uh, I guess I'll go with Akshar Patel because he's done it before. Why not? <laughs> Time for player of the series. Max. Uh, I'm going to go Ravi Jadeja. Uh, Max, your call or flop of the series? For me, I think it's going to be history repeating itself and the... Um, the phantom of Ravi Ashwin is once again going to be all over poor old Ollie Pope. Now we get to the juicy bit. What's the score going to be? Mm, score. Yeah. Well, um, five nil. That's that's Max Rowe Brown's predictions. If you didn't get that, uh, I think I might have talked over just the beginning of it. Virat Kohli, Aksha, uh, Virat Kohli for most runs, Aksha Patel for most wickets, uh, Jadeja for player of the series, Ollie Pope for flop of the series, and he thought India would win five nil so just to run through what's happened with that Virat Kohli's out for the first two tests actually Patel got belted around uh Jadeja is out for the next test and was also run out at a pivotal moment in the in the run chase as well as going for quite a few runs himself Ollie Pope hit 196 and five nil is now long, no longer possible so um you know, we can take the small victories while he isn't here I think mm. uh yeah like great from Pope I also I don't know if you saw I tweeted this up from the the main account uh, on our on our Twitter or X. I think I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter. Yeah, uh, Ollie Pope. Do you want to know his averages against the different types of spin? Um, because it's it's changed. Um, he now averages 47 v slow left arm, 48 v leg spin, and 32 v off spin. So for a okay. player who you know probably two years ago we'd rightly have written off as a as a as a guy who can't play spin, there's there's probably an argument at this point in time to at least reassess that narrative. At least be like, well, he might not be awful, uh, and in some circumstances, he might actually be be pretty good. Now, I don't, I'm not here saying that I'm expecting Ollie Pope to get 196 in the next match. Um, he might not even get, he, he might only hit 150 in the rest of the series or something like that. But in a sense, he's he's his his series now. Worst case scenario, it's going to be a seven out of ten. Yeah, he's, he's won, he's won, he won a game, right? He won a game. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. that, that, that's a, his, his contribution won England this Test match. As much as we've taken kind of the other ten wickets without Ollie Pope, they wouldn't have got there. And I think the way in which he also batted with the lower order as well, I thought was quite interesting. There was there was enough trust there, but there was some kind of game management of that. And I think before we've talked about England's game management sometimes being lacking, especially when we've kind of thrown away um, leads. But here, um, yeah, it was impressive. And you saw, what, the vice-captain stepping up for a big big daddy innings. So, yeah, well done, Ollie Pope. Yeah, uh, Ross, that, that's probably all we need to say about the first test. We did three shows on it. If you want to get a little bit more reaction, um, I'll point you in the direction of our, our wrap-up of day four where we, well, reacted to what we'd just seen. Uh, and it, and it was good. Um, uh, uh, last question for you: Where does it rank in your pantheon of of favourite Test matches? Um, I didn't get to watch all of it because I was uh, I was busy being the best man at a wedding. Speech went very well for for those wondering. Um, got a few laughs here and there, um, but uh, overall, it's it's pretty mega, right? Going to India with the team that they've got um, is pretty impressive. Um, I'm not sure it's 
beats Headingley for me. I still think Ben Stokes' day was pretty spectacular against that bowling lineup. Um, and I think that not having kind of Virat Kohli um, in India's lineup is kind of yeah a, a big factor um, in what was achieved. Um, but yeah, definitely in the top, definitely in the top three is what I would say in terms of our our lifetime. I think. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, we're going to wrap up part one now, and then we'll come back with a little preview of the the second test. Um, just a reminder to everyone: if you if you like our stuff, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, and you can subscribe to fund us directly i think that's basically what it is and there's some bonus content there um some extra podcasts uh, a discord channel bits like that and um also you, you get our appreciation which is what this is all about right um, <laughs> yeah, sure getting validation from us uh definitely definitely how this dynamic works uh we're going to take a break and then we'll be back with part two think you know the brooks ghost Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cricket Podcast, where we're about to preview the second test of India, the England, England's tour of India. Ross, where do we want to start here? We've got some England news. We've got some India news. We've got pitch speculation. We've got a question. Um, we could do anything we like here. I can tell yeah, you the odds. Yeah, I'm good. I think yeah, I'm good on the odds. Um, I think I will pick uh India, because I think it's actually really interesting what they're going to do, because they've had a couple of injuries, haven't they? Um, Kale Rahul, yep. King Legend, he's out with a quadricep issue. Um, Ravi Jadeja is out after pulling his hamstring, which, if I'm perfectly honest, is a bit pathetic, isn't it? I feel like he got run out stupidly, and he's kind of feigned a bit of an injury, and is now kind of hiding. That's just, just a saying. shame injury. I think it, I think it is like, this, this um, is a shame. Yeah, like when I, I remember playing little kids football, and Liam Rogers scored an own goal. And um, started crying and then claimed he had an injury and went off. And I hope Liam Rogers doesn't listen to the podcast. But it was like, Liam, we all know you haven't got an injury. You've just scored an own goal here. We're 8 0 down. Like, <laughs> the damage has already been done. It's not even. So I, think, I, think there's an, I think there's an element. I think there's an, a slight element of that. I mean, that Ben Stokes okay. bit of footing was magnificent, right? But um, yeah, well, I think there's a slight bit of a shame injury on that on that front. So there's some selection decisions to be uh, taken. We know that Virat Kohli is still out of this Test match, um, so it gives an opportunity. Is it Patadar who um, Safraz Khan's been called up as well? Um, and then there's a vying for yeah the swapping of the um, Ravi Jadeja. So Washington Sundar, Kuldeep Yadav, kind of yeah, different options available to them, I suppose. Um, well, where do you think it's going to go? 
Like, uh, I, I think this is a, it's actually quite a big loss. It's a bit, bit of a leveler. Um, we talked before the series about Virat Kohli being out and our, our assessment was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of bad. But India at home have got a, a treasure chest of, of batters that will, you know, at least in part measure up to, to, to that great man. But Jadeja is hard to re- replace, I would say. And um, if you lose Virat and you lose King Legend, suddenly you probably are looking at, at someone quite inexperienced coming in. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe although our, our initial impression was that the treasure chest was quite deep and full, perhaps it won't be. What's your if you were if you were Rahul Dravid, where where are your key decisions and who are you picking? Yeah, I think you need that ballast in the middle order, right? I think there is that part where like, you need. Someone now, England have pretty much come out and said, we might play a full frontline um, spin attack. So you need people who can play spin. Um, I don't think England will go down that route. I think Jimmy Anderson will probably come into the lineup. Um, and I think here you need someone who yeah, is confident and got a bit of a point to prove. Um, my selection, I, I would pick Safraz Khan. I think he's had an unbelievable couple of years, uh, almost a Johnny Bairstow kind of purple patch for that time. Um, and yeah, has got, yeah, enough about him to do what he needs to do. Um, do I think Washington Sundar is the answer to replace Ravage Jaja? No, I do not. Um, but he's still a decent enough player. There's a couple of lefties in the uh, England lineup, but they've already got Ashwin. So I don't really know why you'd have um, Sundar and there. Obviously, he's a little bit better with a bat. Well, a lot better with a bat than Kuldeep Yadav. Um, but there is... Yeah... I'm just disappointed. There's no Shabazz Nadim in the uh, in the in the in the offering at the moment. When you say that, you mean you're disappointed from the, an England fan's point of view? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, Shabazz absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think no it's uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, like for for Kale Rahul, you think that would be a relatively straight swap, and and Rajat Patadar or Safraz Khan are the two names. Patadar, in a sense, his first cab off the rank because he was in the squad already. But yeah. Safraz Khan does look like he's probably quite a lot better at cricket than um, Patadar. So I don't know that's anyone's that's anyone's guess how the Indian and selection. The India, India's, India's yeah. selection is fucking weird anyway. Like in, England's is weird, but I mean India's. You just like, Safraz Khan has been knocking the door down. And it's like <laughs> now have three other people who are going to deserve a chance other than you. So yeah, it's a bit uh, strange. did you see his? On the on Cyprus Khan, did you see his his brother Mushir has been tearing up the under 19s World Cup? I think he's hit a couple of tons. Uh, well, maybe he'll get selected ahead and, of Cyprus Khan. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing uh, to, to to happen in cricket history. So that we think that would be a, a fairly straight swap. And then you're saying that cold deep for Jadeja and you lengthen the tail is is the way uh, that that they should go. I think so. I don't, I don't think they're going to roll out. Um... Shardal Takur, are they? I think Washington Sundar is obviously not sure, but I just again they know they can get they know they can be got out now a little bit. I think that the fact that they went after Jadeja a little bit, Akshar Patel couldn't control the run rate, neither could Ravi Ashwin um as well. So I don't think adding in kind of is is, is Washington Sundar a part time off spinner? I think it's a I wouldn't different. say he was a full time off spinner, but I wouldn't say he was a part time off spinner as well. Yes, yeah, so he's kind but of in, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Bit. Um, like, I, I don't only... think I'd be trusting him to come in to my lineup and be just like, right, you're going to offer thing. I think they need to be going for wickets. I think Kuldeep Yadav offers a little bit more with the ball. Um, I think the wrist spinning part of it is a bit more enticing. But England have had Kuldeep Yadav's number in the past. 
It might not have been in red ball cricket, but certainly have had it in white ball cricket. So there might be a little bit there where they might just be a little bit reticent to do that. Um, and depending on what the pitch is saying, there might be a bit of a reshuffling of the of the decks on that one. Though they don't go in with kind of those kind of three spinners. Um, but yeah, India a bit a bit strange. We need to kind of know a little bit more about the pitch. Can I, I can I make an argument for Washington? I, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think his bowling's necessarily up to task, and I think Ashwin is a lot better than him. But they, they'll want three spinners, so they're going to have to pick somebody. England have a few left-handers knocking around. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they're maybe not as left-handy, hander-heavy as they've sometimes been, but there are some guys around for him to bowl at. Uh, he also bats left-handed, which is something that, probably is a plus bearing in mind Hartley being virtually incapable of bowling to left-handers and uh, seemingly Muralitharan when it came to, <laughs> to, to, to right-handers. So there is, there's an element that India like who are already quite right-hand dominant in their top seven will want mm-hmm. somebody to, to break that flow up. And you, you know, you even saw they were thinking about this in the second innings of the, the first test because they sent Akshar way up the order mm-hmm. to, to break up the Leach Hartley tandem. That's offset slightly by some leech news, and we'll we'll get onto that in the England bit. Like England look like they won't be able to go lefty lefty um, from both ends with the ball, which which maybe detracts from this theory slightly. Um, well, that is the theory basically. Uh, I'm looking at his bowling record: averages fifty in tests, six wickets, played four tests. It's not it's not amazing, is it? First class record's not too bad. Averages thirty one. Um, doesn't average loads of balls per innings, but so I, I I'm on the yeah I'm not, I don't know if he is a full time bowler. It's it's a it's a weird one, and I think they'll probably want that. So I I think like like you, I think cold deep is the right answer, but I, I'm they could be rattled. They could be rattled, couldn't they? They could be the trying to, to make one batting law, batting order as long as possible. Why Washington might not be the worst decision ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I, I, he's a I think player, I heard. But... I think I heard on the Edges and Sledges podcast, which I, I, I listened to this week, that India haven't scored a run after the eighth wicket has fallen, uh, or the seventh wicket has fallen in the in in twenty twenty four so far. Like obviously they were they like bowled out. <laughs> oh, no, that can't be true. That can't be true. <laughs> no, be they, true. it must have been two innings in a row where they didn't score a run after the <laughs> the seventh wicket fell because they were they were rolled by. England in the first innings this time, and then they had the six wickets for no runs in South Africa. So a tail, uh, right, I think, is okay. what I'm saying. The tail yeah. is a problem for for India with Bumrah and Siraj, and mm. you're not helping yourself if you add Kuldeep, who's like at best a number ten point five. Um, <laughs> I, he'll be batting nine. So there's I, there, there's reasons you'd go with Washington. I think they probably won't. Do you want to talk about England? Um, that's that's quite a lot in right. India. Or do you want to give? An, an India team, you can do a whole team for India if you want. Um, I, don't, I, 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 don't, I think, um, I think out of that lineup, I think, yeah, I, I, I won't be surprised if, yeah, they go with um, Washington Sundar purely to straight to elongate the batting lineup. But I just don't think that Shikhar uh, Barrett, I thought, did a decent enough job. He looked, looked okay with the bat, it looked a bit of a problem for England and did well on, was on the receiving end of a pretty decent ball. Um, but again, moving people around the order mid-game shows that you kind of not really have got that kind of solid view. Actually, I might just stay out the order now. Ashwin's now now Jadeja. I think you will. Yeah, <laughs> that, might, might in, my, in my fake lineup, I'll, I'll do that. Then we'll talk about England. 
Uh, I um, had Rohit and Jaiswal. That's pretty controversial. Um, Shubman Gill, Shreya Sire moving up to four. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to go with Patadar, which I think might be a mistake at five. Then I had Aksha at six in the Jadeja role. Jarrell, Ashwin, Coldeep, Boomer, and Siraj. Um, so that's not as good as the first team they played, but it's still probably going to be England if we're if, if we're honest. Well, uh, and what's interesting, like England don't have a better. Uh, I don't think England or probably any team have had a better chance of beating this India lineup. Right, the injuries that India have got are pretty significant. Right, Kohli's out. Um, yeah, KL. They've got what four main starters, almost five potential starters out. Shami. Um, it's a big opportunity for England. If they can go two 0 up, that's going to be incredible um, and a long, long way back for India. So, yeah, they uh, every, they're going to probably do everything they possibly can do to avoid losing. <laughs> uh, but surely that, that would be the that would be the Chris Silverwood approach, where I think India should be taking a leaf out of the Basball book and. Um, like cat content there for, for anyone watching on YouTube. Um, take a leaf out of the basketball book and go as attacking as they possibly can do. Don't be picking your kind of you know, number nine for how well he bats. Be picking him on how good he is at taking wickets. That well, is the most opportunity agree. to win the test match against England. I mean, I, I think like what we're saying is that picking a cricket team should be quite simple. You pick the guys who are going to score the most runs in your batting positions, Safraz, and you pick the guys who are going to take the most wickets in your bowling positions, Coldeep, <laughs> and you don't overthink it. But, you know, it's India. Um, should we talk about England? Um, yeah. There's a couple of things we want to talk about here. One, I, I think it's funny how it's suddenly been reported that England are considering playing four spinners when that is <laughs> really funny. Isn't, really isn't funny. what they said. This seems to be based on like one, you know, one of those Indian um, Twitter aggregators like Crazy Crick Johns or mm. uh, is it Mufad Alvora? The ones where it's not news is like eighty percent nonsense, and it will be like a really select part of a quote that someone has said projected like oh this is brendan mccullum has said england are going to play four spinners this is actually what brendan mccullum said he was talking about uh bashir coming to the side and he said bashir again like tom hartley has little first class experience but we thought his skills could help us here uh the guy the guy the guys gave him a huge cheer and he witnessed the test win this is obviously about him coming over mm-hmm. he comes into the calculations for the next test if the wickets continue to spin as much as we saw in the first test as the series go on look we won't be we won't be afraid to play all spinners or a balance of what we've got, which is a lot more diplomatic than <laughs> England are going to play four spinners in the next test. Um, in any event, Jack Leach can't play, so I don't know where this magical extra spinner is coming from. Unless they're <laughs> going to go with three spinners plus Joe Root as the the four spinner, and and that's it. Um, Dan Lawrence comes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan Lawrence. Um, Dan Lawrence from Root picking up some extra overs. Uh, what do you what do you think England or how do you think England going to shape up? We're we're pretty sure that Leach will not feature with his hematoma. <clears throat> so I think um, think if England picked all spinners, um, there'd be a lot of heart attacks in the Lords membership. So um, that is probably a, a while away. Um, I do think that based upon what I read about the pitch, they're saying it's going to seem a little bit more than Hyderabad. Again, who can trust the reports that are coming out locally on the ground, right? Um, my view would be that India are going to play to their strengths and are going to look to um, pick um, Bumrah and Siraj in that front. England will... I can't see them playing three spinners with Jack Leach out. I think it's too much of a risk. I think they'll want a little bit of control. I think Jimmy Anderson will come back in to play that control role that kind of Leach's kind of given them. Like Leach's, Leach's economy kind of gives it... Um, is what they can attack with at the other end. Um, will Mark Wood play? I mean, he's had, what, 
kind of a day off in this test match. He's probably been able to rest. Um, he was a point of difference and only bowled, what, 20 overs, 25 overs in the last test match. Um, yeah, about that. that should, be, yeah. should be pretty fit and firing, but they've got Ollie Robinson um, in the wings as well. And Gus Atkinson's there, but I, I think it'd be a long shot to pick Gus. Um, so I, th- I think England will, yeah, stay with the team they've got with, with Anderson um, replacing Leach in their bowling lineup. Um, Joe Root bowled, what, 40 odd overs? Like, He's he's fine. Yeah, I I think I think they might go a little bit differently. I think they will bring Bashir in, but I think that gives them that gives them kind of a choice between. Well, no. So here are the two bowling attacks that I thought they could go with: um, mm-hmm. Bashir, Ray, and Ahmed, Hartley, and Anderson, which I think gives them batting down to nine, which is what they'll want, plus a bit bit of control as you say with Anderson and then they've got the wild card spinner of Bashir and if he goes wrong they can bowl Root they probably and I think this is probably in their considerations as well they probably don't want Root bowling 50 overs a test match for this series like in terms of him actually being their best batter but also like he is he is still a part-time bowler like it's not Mate, he's got nearly a good record as I don't know I'm going to pick someone out of thin air here Jack Callis <laughs> <laughs> Not quite Shaq Callis. He's got his 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 bowling average is nearly as good as Ashley Giles. Um, that's the. Well, I mean, I mean, he's and he's only <laughs> one person worse than Jack Callis, as we all were. Always the king of Spain. <laughs> that was it, wasn't it? The two thousands dominated by the all rounder Jack Callis and Ashley Giles. Um, so I think that's that, that's one option. And then I thought they could go for a little bit more of a, a a wild card, bring Robinson in, and then Anderson or Wood, Ryan and Hartley keeping their roles. Use Root a lot. Uh, and that gives them batting all the way down to 10 plus two seamers. And I, I think I think if you look at it's, this is pretty hard to to judge, to be honest, at, at Vizag. Seamers have had some joy in the past. So the last two tests that are played there, Anderson, uh, three for 62 in one of the innings. Stuart Broad took four for 33 in the second innings. Uh, and Mohamed Shami has five for 35 against South Africa a couple of years ago. So it's, it's like, you know, wickets are, in theory, gettable by seam mm. bowlers. Um, we'll put a little bit of a caveat in here that Ashwin took about 700 wickets in those two test matches. <laughs> so um, who who knows for sure? And, and we probably, if I was going to hedge my bets, I would say this pitch is likely to spin. So maybe you don't want to fall into that that amateur bed trap. But so, so there's another, another option there of what do England want to do from a batting perspective. I know we just talked about India and saying like they need to go attacking, like don't think around extending your back lineup, etc. Dan Lawrence is like might not be proven at Test level um, in terms of his bowling, but is a handy off spinner, right? So actually, if they wanted to kind of give him the overs and split them between himself and Root, um, I, I think it comes too soon for Bashir. If I'm perfectly honest, they're, they're, like they've already risked it with Hartley, and it's kind of it's, it's somewhat come off. Like the first innings was a bit of a disaster, second innings was a masterstroke, so it's kind of neutral. Putting in Bashir and Hartley in his second Test match, I'm 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 sitting there like, hang on a minute. I think Dan Lawrence with his little action might be able to get through 15, 20 overs with Joe Root getting through fifteen odd overs, whatever, and maybe that I'm is enough. Tell you but... now, that that is bonkers. Um, <laughs> like he has taken. <laughs> He has taken, I think he might even have taken fewer first-class wickets than Bashir. He's taken 20. No way. Just like, no way. way. Yeah, ever. Average is 43. Um, he's, he's played, played 180. Washington 
in this is in first class cricket. Washington Sundar oh. just thirty one in first class cricket. And he's played one hundred and eighteen matches. He's only even bowled in fifty three of the innings. He's only bowling in twenty five percent of the innings. And he, and when he does bowl, he's only bowling sort of an average of six overs. Like he's definitely not. He's do sub know, root. Do you know, do you know what I've done here? I've, I've thought I was playing Brian Lara cricket. That's what I think I've been yeah. doing. I've, I've gone, yeah. this guy can put me a couple of overs on easy difficulty. Um, yeah, right. he's got oh, a giant oh. circle, so the guy batting won't know exactly where it's going to yeah, land. That, like exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe, maybe, uh, that, maybe that is even too left field for England. Um, but I do I do like Dan Lawrence. I, I think that, yeah. I mean, like, I, if I was going to hedge my bets, I'd, I'd say I think this is the test where they'll try two seamers. Because they've got because they've won the first test, they can have a little bit of a punt. And if if this turns out to be a, a raging Bunsen, well, they might have lost anyway without Leach, and um, they can adjust for the rest of the series and go go down the Baz plan. Of so what do you th- what do you think spinners. about Rian Ahmed? What do you think about Rian Ahmed? Because he was used kind of sparingly, wasn't he? In the you know, what six overs he bowled, um, wasn't entirely trusted going at kind of over fives in. <laughs> Well, this is this is part of the reason. This is part of the reason why I think England went for you know spinners deluxe in the in the first test. I think there are times when Ray and Ahmed will be quite dangerous, and there are times when he'll be cannon fodder. And I think that's probably the same for Joe Root, and I think that's probably the same for Tom Hartley. But there are also times when the conditions will align and mm. you know Tom Hartley will get a nice long spell or a, a decently long spell just against right-handers or Root will have some rough to bowl into and he'll fire it in. And there'll probably be times when the, the bounce goes a little bit up and down and the overspin that a leg spinner gets will really come into play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll be this test, but I think... In the England's broad strategy of of having an extra spinner around, um, especially someone who can sort of double in in these sorts of tests, who can double as a, a left arm spinner because they're spinning the ball away from the right hander, isn't the worst thing to have. And his batting's all, all right. And with yeah, Root, was... is with Root able to pick up, you know, a bunch of overs, you can carry a little bit of a luxury player like that. Do I think he's going to like average 20 or skittle India at any point? No, I don't think there's that much evidence of that, but there might be moments where he really comes into the game and takes two or three quick wickets. And England are probably pretty happy with that in the, like it's, it's they're bowling by committee really, aren't they? They like, I think it is. They, 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 there's no, there is no hang your hat on bowler in this lineup apart from potentially Leach, and he isn't in the team for this test. So, I, I yeah, it's think kind, it's kind of like you've got a bunch of different keys, lessons. haven't you? It's like you say, someone, someone, it's like a janitor. Yeah, 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 you've got so yeah. many different keys. You know it opens something, but you've come to this door that you're up against. It's like one of these keys is going to be able to open this door, and they, England are taking that approach to uh, to picking their bowlers. I like it. Um, the other left field suggestion: pick Ollie Robinson. He can bowl some seam, and then when it starts yeah, to spin, exactly. make him make him bowl off spin. So um, you know, exactly. Options. Well, and Anderson could bowl left arm spin as well. Um, as we're, we're, solved, we're solving so many big. Maybe that's what. Mate. Maybe that's what Baz meant. We're going to play all seamers: Robinson, Anderson, <laughs> Rayan, and Hartley. Um, do you want to know what the final thing I think, Ross? Do you want to know what the Vizag Stadium is actually called? Uh, yes, please. The Doctor Y S Rajeshaka Reddy Andra Cricket Association Vizagapatnam District Cricket Association Cricket Stadium. That rolls off the tongue nicely. You can pounced. see why they shortened it up. Can't you? Yeah, you can um, indeed. You can. Indeed. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> that's, uh, that's sort of the odds odds for this test. I'm going to get these in because um, hmm. they're they're instructive. India 65% favourite. England 29% draw 6%. So England a little bit more positive noise from from the money line or whatever it is. Um, I think they were a twenty had a twenty percent chance of the first test, so a pretty big boost for them. And India obviously coming down a little bit, but still there's one pretty clear favourite in in this match. Um, who do you think is going to win? Um, I think India are going to probably win this one. So um, yeah. as a, a massive as a massive India fan, um, it's important. Like but again, like if they play pretty much exactly the way they played in the first test match, they would win more often than not against that England, that England side. Um, I don't think this is a case like we've seen all over Twitter and kind of some of the ex professionals going, Oh, it's all gone wrong for India, burn it all to the ground. Like they don't know what they're doing kind of thing. Um, I think it's a bit too reactionary. Um, just like I think some of the England fans on like talk sport or whatever um, are kind of going, yeah, England are the best thing in the world kind of thing. Um, my view is that this is, yeah, still very much in India's favour, and you're looking, yeah, for massive performances from certain England players to get them out of that position. But there is hope for England. There is more hope than there was um, before, and yeah, I think a lot of confidence is going to be in that lineup. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I mean, like England won the first test because of a massive bolt from the blue. Like yeah, the fact it, was- that it happened from. The fact that it happened from Ollie Pope and Hartley tells you that there's actually a few. Maybe there's a few more random things or, or players that we didn't think would contribute that much that, that could. And we know that Root can, and we're pretty sure that Stokes can, and, you know, Duckett and Crawley have made runs. So there's, mm. there's a few, the supporting cast is maybe a little bit better from an England point of view than, than we thought, but it still took like some pretty crazy stuff happening. If we're, if we're honest <laughs> for uh, England to overcome that. Um, just on Twitter, a shout out to Chintan and Vashish who sent us questions, one about England's spin attack and one about how India can overcome England. I think we've covered both all of that in, in the general conversation, but wanted to give you a shout out. Anyway, Ross, any final words from you? Um, yeah, if you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. Um, genuinely some of the best cricket conversation you're going to have and you if you it's 24 hours we've got people all over the globe and there's some yeah brilliant contributions so um, yeah thank you to all our patreons who continue to support us and bring us enlightening views on cricket on every, every single hour of the day um, and if you want to get a part of that then come on down absolutely uh we will be back uh at the end of day one of the first test so that's friday lunchtime in the uk with a wrap-up of how things developed goodbye sports social podcast network hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.